Muhammad Ali once said that service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. If he's to be believed, I won't have to ever worry about getting evicted. I'm Ken Boone, and this is my podcast, Much More to Say. topic for an April 15th, 2019 essay that I posted on my old blog. I admit that I was full of anger at the time I wrote it. That's because my old resentments were starting to resurface. That was also the beginning of my emotional and spiritual healing. My intent was to talk about how I was raised to be overly accommodating to others because anything less than complete deference by me to someone else was considered selfish. I was going to launch into an endless rant about how I was taught to let others get ahead of me in the line of life. I was supposed to be supportive of their climb up the ladder with me sometimes being the latter itself. More than a few times, the person in front of me pulled the ladder up behind them before I can get to even begin my climb, whether intentional or not. I can still hear my mother's voice ringing in my ears. Her mantra was, it seems as though our family's purpose in life is to be of service to others. That sucked every time I heard that. Those words were usually uttered right after she would brag about the accomplishments of the children of her friends. I didn't just have to listen to her boast. I was supposed to join the cheering section. And if I didn't cheer, I'd be considered a hater. Now was even before the term came into vogue. But that's how it was. Thank God I didn't write that essay. I reserved my emotional purging for my old podcast, From Grievance to Gratitude. So I changed course and used the essay of April 15, 2019 to forgive my mother for doing what she thought was the right thing. She was a new believer or new convert, depending on your religion. And she was just trying to fit in to a new social order. That essay also served as a pivot point with me beginning to practice accountability on a consistent basis. That was a painful process at the start, but the more I practiced it, the more progress I made. Now it's almost second nature for me to take a look in the mirror before I react. A lot has changed since April 15, 2019. The most significant event that took place was my hospitalization in September of 2019 for congestive heart failure. 
Being told that you will die if you don't make serious lifestyle changes would certainly put the fear of God in anyone. I did make the necessary changes, beat the odds, and now I'm in better physical and emotional shape than I've ever been. I've also learned the delicate dance of supporting others without losing track of what I want and need out of life. To that end, I modified my doorman job description to include both by way of this podcast as well as my blog and social media activities. That I was going to practice that. Which brings me to my first which brings me to my headfirst dive into supporting the efforts of my brother Mike and his friends, collectively referred to by me as the Philly Three. Facebook is a platform where people can reconnect with family, friends, and associates from their past. It's also a place where they can reinvent themselves. During the first wave of COVID, more than most social media platforms, Facebook was nothing short of a lifeline that kept us connected with each other. But that's just my humble opinion. While it may seem counterintuitive, it was in that imposed isolation that I learned to relish my solitude. I no longer felt the need to be on all the time. It was there that I didn't have to open myself up to perceived rejection and abandonment. I could keep to myself and only respond with a like and or share to a post that was of interest to me, like everything to do with the Philadelphia Three. I'm getting formal. The Philly Three. Please forgive me. As you recall from previous episodes and blog posts, the Philly Three are bassist and my older brother, Mike Boone, vocalist Macy Miller, and guitarist Larry Tamanini. Reporting on their exploits will provide me with enough content to last at least a couple of years. They're that busy. I will also share videos of each of them performing live, apart and together. Recently, I've been quietly promoting the release of Mike's latest album titled Enjoying the View, as well as Macy's latest one titled Nine. Both albums have been met with favorable reviews, as well as being picked up by a number of jazz radio stations across the country. But today, I'd like to focus on Larry Tamanini. Although I've yet to meet him in person, He's fast becoming not only one of my favorite guitarists, but one of my favorite people, period. The following is from his biography. Larry Tamanini is an American jazz guitarist and composer. He is the leader of the Larry Tamanini group and is also involved in duets, solo works, and other side projects. His style incorporates elements of bebop and contemporary jazz, Latin jazz, and jazz fusion. A native of Doylestown, Pennsylvania, Larry is one of the premier jazz artists to emerge from Bucks County since bursting 
onto the jazz scene in the late 1990s as a young protege of Pat Martino. Larry always knew he was meant to be a jazz guitarist. He is quoted as saying, When I was 18, I came home from school and my dad said that we were going to the Iridium to sit in with Les Paul and that Pat Martino would be meeting us in New York City. I had been taking lessons with Pat and Dennis Sandoli for about a year at that point. While feeling pretty nervous, I knew this is exactly why I picked up the guitar and I need to find a way to keep doing this the rest of my life. Larry learned the music from countless hours of practice and going to jam sessions and performing. I have to play consistently, he says. Otherwise, I worry I'm being lazy and that makes me anxious. That impressive work ethic has led to Larry sharing the stage with Pat Martino, Joey DeFrancesco, Grover Washington Jr., Mickey Roker, Lenny White, Richie Cole, and Dr. Tyshawn Sori, along with many other giants in jazz. It was at Ortlieb's Jazz House where Larry truly got his education in the language, history, and culture of the music. He said, you can walk into Ortlieb's on any night and get a chance to play with drummer Mickey Roker, pianist Sid Simmons, bassist Mike Boone, and drummer Byron Landham. These players helped shape Larry into the hard-swinging virtuoso he has become. In 2012, Larry released Looking Into It, a classic organ-drum trio album featuring George Lax on the Hammond B3 and drum legend Byron Landham. In 2019, he followed up that album with Front and Center, which featured the Hazelrig brothers and John O'Reilly Jr. Also worth noting is that in addition to his duties as band player, Larry composed six of the album's tracks. Larry still maintains a busy schedule of playing, recording, and now guitar instructions. In fact, this month, he will be appearing as a featured artist at the Rocky Mountain Archtop Jazz Guitar Festival in Arvada, Colorado. While there, he will also present a workshop titled Blues, Bop, and Beyond. To learn more about Larry Tamanini, please visit his website at ltjazz.com. I posted a link to a very short YouTube video of the Larry Tamanini group playing at Maxwell's on Maine in the heart of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. The socially distanced outdoor set took place on September 15, 2020, during the COVID pandemic. This was just one of the many instances Larry shared his musical gifts with us back when the outcome of all of this was still in doubt. To view the clip, just go to the show notes for this episode, which can be found on my website. Over 25 years ago, 
I set out to produce a documentary about the vibrant jazz scene in Philadelphia. While the project got off to a great start, it quickly fizzled out. I always vowed to revisit that subject someday, but not necessarily in a video format. In the coming weeks, I'll devote more airtime to that scene and the people who keep churning out great music and vibes. So stay tuned for more details. I used to resent always singing the praises of others because I wanted to receive my fair share of props. These days, I'm perfectly content to lurk in the shadows and give shout outs to deserving people. If that means I'm still something of a doorman, so be it. But now, my new gig is to open doors at the classiest establishments. Just don't call me a doormat and we'll get along just fine. Today's quote is from Mahatma Gandhi. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Until next time, this is Ken Boone. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two, say.weebly.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our brand new blog where you will find audio, video, post, essays, and the latest news and notes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Episodes are available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast. So like, comment, share, and join the conversation. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.